Episode 9 of Two Geeks, Two Beers and a Laptop with me, Tom, and Morgan. Hello, dear listeners. Uh, we've been, well, you've been pretty geeky since our last show that we recorded. Yeah, it's been a little while since we've recorded an episode, um, but I have been just sort of spending the whole time topping up my geek cred. Um, what have I been doing? I met Paul McGann. I interviewed Amazing. Paul McGann, one of my favourite doctors. He's very nice. He was absolutely an absolute yeah. legend. Yeah, that was brilliant. Um, I was also uh, at San Diego Comic Con. Um, which is like geek mecca. Yeah. So you can't get much more. I've, I've still not been to any sort of convention like that, so I'm well, terrified the day I will. We've so. been talking about the possibility <laughs> of taking two geeks to a convention yeah. at some point <laughs> yeah. and re- renting out a little store maybe yeah. and spreading the word about our product. Interviewing our fellow geeks yeah. and stars and who, who knows. So two geeks live might happen at some point. Yeah. Well, this time I'll be uh, taking Morgan all the way through Nightmare, mm. the children's game show. Um, what? Because you don't seem to remember much about it, or you do, but you don't. No, the well, the classic thing is, what do you know about yeah. Nightmare? And in this case, it's absolutely nothing, Which pretty is much. So very surprising for me because mm. it couldn't be more up your street. This mm. as a as a kids' TV show as well in your era. Well, for me, it always had that kind of. Um, that association of sort of being a bit like Dungeons and Dragons or something, yeah. which I know is technically, you know, yeah, that's geek yeah. honey or whatever, yeah. but, but like... It's a different kind of geek. It, it's, not, it's not something that particularly has appealed to me. It seems like a live-action role-playing game, yeah. and as much as I'm geek number one, role-playing and, and Dungeon, D&D and rolling dice, that right. side of things has never really appealed to me, yeah. so maybe that's why. All I know about it is it's a kid's game show... Uh, from sort of the maybe 80s or 90s mm-hmm. um, and I think there might be someone in it called The Gatekeeper although I might be confusing it with Ghostbusters so I'm not, <laughs> similar, I'm not entirely sure similar. well while it probably would have helped if you were a D&D fan I'm mm. sure they would have loved it yeah. you didn't have to be that kind of nerd right anyone any kid could play it okay. you just needed a bit of brain here and there <laughs> um, but it's not your ordinary game show it ran from 1987 to 1994 which is longer than I thought mm. um, and basically it's all about you're in a group of four kids, and uh, one is a lucky bastard who gets to play the sightless dungeoneer. Oh, it? sorry. I thought you meant that was what like, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the lucky the, bastard. Yeah, the term they were given. You are the lucky bastard this week. Well, yeah. Well, I keep, that's a bit much. I, I, I feel like it is a bit Game of Thronesy at times. <laughs> and, um, that's that's a word that's used quite often. In that. Right. Um, but the other three um, guide them through the puzzles and scary moments, and they meet characters along the way. A bit like Crystal Maze. Yes, exactly. Right. Um, and we'll go on to this later, but I, I would have assumed I would have loved to have been the main guy, the sightless dungeoneer. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, maybe not, which we'll go on to later. All right, intriguing, yeah. okay. Which, we'll decide which one you'd want to be. All right. So the, the, the show was like one of the first uses of, of virtual reality of, of some kind, even though the guy who's got the helmet on... Yeah. 
isn't really seeing anything. It's just in in darkness. So it's not really virtual reality for him, but it's sort of virtual reality for the others looking at the green screen. All right, immediate, immediately I'm thinking it'd be better to be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <There> <laughs> and not go. this guy who's well, basically just walking thing. around a room with a helmet on that's his head and can't see anything. So, because you could either be the guy on the helmet who's yeah. the main guy. He's yeah. doing all the work, he's, 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 but he's not yeah. doing anything. He's just been told what to do. Right. So if you've got a dumb friend, <laughs> make it him. Like, yeah, yeah, because, stick a helmet on his head yeah. and guide him around a dark yeah. room. Okay. Just hope he knows the difference between left and right. Right. Because that's very important. Yeah. But I remember watching this as a kid and just being truly amazed by the worlds it created. So I, I kind of must have known that it was all make-believe, obviously, because mm. the effects were obviously not real life. Yeah. But I still somehow thought it was real in terms of them moving around and touching things, and I felt like they were in, in an equivalent sort of room. So was the studio was all computer-generated? Well, yeah, so it was all... Like they do with the weather, it's all um, <laughs> right, like yeah. a, a big room of blue or green screen. Yeah. So if they just showed what it was really like, right. so I think that's that's. I think they said the, the main reason they gave them the helmet. They said it was um, to protect them from seeing the real danger ahead. Of course, when really it's just yeah. they don't want so to see like the green really, screen ruin it. It's like a really shit version of uh, the holodeck. Yeah, of Star Trek. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, but yeah, I just I thought it was just strangely magical, and I I believed it. Yes. I, I, I I if I ever want if I was ever playing it, I would love to have known how it worked. Yeah. But. So you were under the impression that they were actually kind of interacting with this three D environment, exactly. When actually only the viewers were really seeing. Yeah. That. Right. Okay. But um, we'll start. I'll, I'll play the the theme tune now. Um, <laughs> have you seen the theme tune before? I have no idea what the theme okay. tune is. No. Well, it's this epic kind of um, animation, and it's it feels like something out of. Um, you know, classic eighties like Dragon's Lair sort of thing, right. Don Bluth sort of um. Animation. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but kick-ass eighties air guitar theme tune as you would expect. So here we go. sort of dark and moody Prince Valiant or something yeah. that looked great I mean obviously not quite as epic yeah. it's quite more sedate when it got, got into it but yeah. um, that gives you an, uh, an example of what it's like so the kids they'll enter Nightmare Castle mm-hmm. and they'll meet uh, Treyguard of Dunshelm who's the right. gatekeeper guy that you're right. the dungeon master yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, played brilliantly by Hugo Myatt mm. um, and the dungeoneer is given a knapsack to put in food along the way to replenish their life force which we'll go on to later and he's given the helmet of justice. <laughs> the stone of shame. Yeah. <laughs> Which essentially just makes them blind. Right. So they don't, don't ruin the magic. I'll play you a clip now of, of a typical beginning of an episode so you have an idea of what what's his name's like. I, of course, will be with you. And yet, not with you. Use logic and guile to find the right path. But remember, the only way is onward. There is no turning back. Well, Martin, your life force is green, and your cause is just. So face the dungeon door, and step boldly forward. Where am I? You're in a hallway with five stars in front of you, and on your right-hand side there's a lever. Yes. Uh, step forward, Martin. Stop. 
Attention team, this is the wheel of fate. It could also be the wheel of fortune if you're quick enough. Martin has but seconds to ensure his progress by halting the wheel of the chamber of his choice. Turn right, Martin. Use the lever directly by your right hand, Martin. Step forward, forward. Hurry. Step forward quick. Or you'll be trapped here. Now there's a lever in front of you. Can you push it downwards? No. To your right. Sideways. Sideways. To your right. There. Yes. Now turn left slightly. Where am I? You're in a room with four doors, two in front of you and two on your left and right hand side. That's amazing. Right? I'm, again, I'm, I'm much more edging towards being one of the guys that gets to say, turn to your left, mate. There's a dungeon right in front of you. I'd much rather be him than be this guy who's literally just walking. Wetty Martin. <laughs> wetty, I don't want to be Wetty Martin, who's just walking with a big sort of, what would you call it, Viking helmet on, yeah. and he can't see anything. He doesn't really get to experience no, much of anything. Exactly. Like, you could just, you could, Replicate that in your home. But I love it. The kids in every single episode take it very seriously. Yeah. As you would. Yeah. Well, he, that guy, Hugo Meyer, he seems to be taking it very oh, seriously. Yeah. That clip there was sort of like something like out of like early Doctor Who or the oh, Tomorrow yeah. People or something. It's kind of got quite a strong fiction element to it. That's the thing. He's very good because the, the apart from maybe the intro and the outro, I don't know how much of it's scripted. A lot of it mm. seems sort of, um, you know, ad-libbed at the time and he just seems to know everything about everything. Mm. And he, uh, yeah, I'd be intrigued to see how much he was given. I knew I recognised his name, yeah. and I was like, has he, has he been in Doctor Who at some point? And I swear, <laughs> this is not me doing this, this on purpose, but he was um, in a number of Big Finish audio <laughs> productions. I swear I'm not this getting paid. I'm not getting paid by Big Finish, but he, yeah, he was in uh, a few Doctor Who oh. uh, audio dramas, and also uh, a Sapphire and Steel audio oh. drama that Big Finish made. There anyway. you go. But yeah, so it's kind of like text-based computer games, the way it's played. So they just say, step left, yeah. <laughs> crouch, pick up key, <laughs> cast spell. <laughs> and the basic episode is, is three levels. The object is to collect items, meet characters, and get out alive after finding some kind of treasure. Yeah. And you'll meet like jesters and wizards and maids and stuff. So yeah, Game of Thrones, but more fun. I mentioned the life force earlier. Um, this is where it gets a bit strangely dark. You've got the... On the screen all the time, there's this like little avatar image of the Dungeoneer. Mm. It's got like a clock and a progress meter, and it tracks his like his or her energy level. Um, and if they take too long on a task, because they're just rubbish, yeah. or they take damage from whatever, or they just make bad decisions, um, it just keeps going down, 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 down to the about to die. Um, but if you get food, you can increase it. Right. So, what happens if they die? Well, this is the thing. Once once the life force is done, the helmet image on the screen sort of disappears. Then pieces of the skin fell off the avatar's face. Then, then a skull. Then the skull would crumble. The eyes get rolled back, and then the, and then a death knell tolls. A bit much. So um, I'll show you a clip of a particular uh, death in Nightmare. What it looks like. Warning, team, and nothing here is stable. Proceed with care, but don't delay. Simon. Yeah. Side step to your left. Never very good at manoeuvring, were you? Well, I think I better maneuver for you. Spellcasting. T I S M I S S. Farewell, Andrew, Richard, Simon, and Andrew. Your journey promised much, but you were riding for a fall. The path behind you leads west and hence to Wales. So, goodbye. So much for Welsh wizardry, Master. By the way, what is rugby? 
Well, it, it's a game, Tickle. And for now, our game's the only thing. And a new player enters the arena. Well, you know earlier you said it helps if you know your left from your right. Yeah. And I was like, well, who doesn't know their left yeah. from their right? Clearly that guy, yeah. who was, he just got screwed over by his mates yeah. who, in case it didn't translate to audio, they basically just manoeuvred him down into like a massive Literally, hole in the ground. a centimetre to his left, there was a big <laughs> hole. And so they were like, sidestep to your left, Simon. <laughs> and he fell down the trapdoor. Yeah. Um, oh. So the most of the deaths were due to a combination of stuff. And I think one, one team in Series 2, I read this, uh, they just ran out of life because they were stuck in a room and couldn't find a way out. So just the, the just timer depleted. just went down. They're like, that's dark. It's <laughs> yeah. depressing. That's I like this. Dark. I found this on, on Wikipedia. It yeah. says, Mary Whitehouse, classic Mary Whitehouse, yeah. Yeah. was uh, initially critical of uh, how dark Nightmare was, i.e. the simulated deaths of the Dungeoneers, after having been given a macabre description of Nightmare by the press. However, she apologised after she later saw the show <laughs> and basically realised that it was fine. <laughs> just get over yeah. it. Oh, actually, I haven't seen it. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's actually fine. So, I found another really good death. Um, which I want to play just because of how just great the reaction of um, Hugo Might is okay. and how bummed the team are when, <laughs> when, it, when it ends. Oh no. This can only be the entrance to the dreaded Corridor of Blades. What Daniel needs is a sight potion or a seeing eye spell, but you've got neither. All you've got is a red key that you don't seem to need. Well, I suppose it's possible. He'll just have to try. Okay, Daniel. Yes? We're going to go into the corridor of blades. You're going to have to bear with us, okay? Yes. Sidestep to your left once. Uh, okay, walk forward. Okay, Daniel, left, left. Right, right, get over quick. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, first of all, it's a very special breed of young man, clearly, who would do it, um, appear as a contestant on Nightmare. Yeah. But also, like, were they only canvassing in, like, a certain area of Northern England? Because every single one's like, just go, move to your left, mate. <laughs> right, go right. But I, I think it's like a precursor to the World of Warcraft sort of mm. nerds where they're taking it very seriously, very seriously. And, and they get, like, so stressed if it goes, mm. left, left! <laughs> um, but it's pretty hard to win. Yeah. Um the the only prize at the end was like a silver spurs of squiredom right. or medallions or whatever and um, only eight teams ever won out of how many well like eight series so how many episodes let's have a look there? at how many episodes there are it's got to be a lot 112 more. episodes yeah, so it's 112 yeah. eight out of 112 yeah. teams think of that you'd be like when you get to sort of what's, what's half of that when you get to sort of like 56 and like only like two teams one year, maybe we should make it a little bit maybe, maybe a little bit easier for the, for the kids that yeah, are playing yeah. and, and the last episode in each series was apparently impossible because right. it normally ended with um, the dungeon just collapsing to end the series great now you said impossible yeah. this has put me on a little segue do you I, I think we've talked about this before but it was a kids game show yeah. that employed CGI called Virtually Impossible and it was on CITV. I, I, I do remember the name. I can't remember anything about it. It was basically the same sort of thing. It was like a game show where kids um, yeah, have to take on challenges and tasks. But the reason I remember it, it's, uh, it's USP, yeah. was that it was hosted by a CGI fish. Uh, and I have no idea why. But why? It was, and, it was, and he would go, Welcome to Virtually... Because he was underwater, obviously. Hang on, Virtually... I think it was like on, again, CITV, which also did, uh, also did Nightmare. They don't get stuff like this anymore. And and they just seem to be 
make it so much more difficult back then. I'm sure nowadays mm. they would never try and make it this like. Right, it's not on Wikipedia, which is not a good good start <laughs> really? for, for how well known this show is or is not. Virtually impossible. A computer fish named Codsby is the guide <laughs> in this virtual reality game show made circa 1994 by the same people who brought us the classic nightmare. <laughs> there you so go. that's a, that's a better segue than right, I thought it was. Okay. Good. I'm glad I didn't just make so it. They up. tried to do a not a spin-off, but no. like a, a, a separate sort of. Uh, yeah. What kind of games was it? I don't even remember it to me. I'm just glad I didn't make it up in my head because that would have been a weird thing for me to have invented. But yeah, they swapped out Hugo Myatt for a big talking computer generated fish. As you would. As you do. Calling all game heads, console cowboys, joystick jockeys, and keyboard kings. We need you if we're going to stop the bad guys from taking over the fun factory. So get down here and get logged on. Your mission's not just tough, it's Virtually impossible! But every now and then, as you say, it did, it, they did win. And it's like when someone wins deal or no deal, it's a big deal. Like <laughs> if we were doing it now, it'd be like front page. You, you get a press release, yeah. it'd be like someone won Nightmare. Yeah. So here's an example of what it's like to actually win a, a bloody episode of Nightmare. Okay, Dickens, stop. You're in a large room with two windows. And I believe this chamber is haunted. Over to your right. There's, there's a statue and I think it's wearing a crown. Can you go over to can you walk forward please? Walk forward towards the statue. Stop. Stop side statue. Side statue right. right. Keep going. Can you see the statue? Yes. Has it got a crown on it? Yes. Pick up the crown. Pick up the crown. He's done it, Master Dickon has the crown! Yes! He has, hasn't he? Then there's only one thing for it. Shut! I've arrived. Well, what is it now? Merlin. Hmm? Oh, my goodness. I see you have a winner for us. Well, goodness gracious me. Nothing like this has happened since, uh, uh, let me see, uh, 1988. I've almost forgotten what to do next. I have forgotten what to do next. Oh, no, no, I haven't. Spellcasting! U N I T E. Yeah, Dickon. I'll take that if you don't mind. These are for you. They are not valuables, you understand, merely mementos. But what you have achieved is worth far more than any treasure. Well, I've got so many questions about that. <laughs> First of all, why did they ask him if he could see the crown yeah. when he's got that helmet on his head? They know the premise of the game. <laughs> Second of all, why did Merlin show up? Yeah. Third of all, <laughs> that kid went on Nightmare. Yeah. Was he not getting a hard enough time at school given that his name was Dickon? I'm just, I'm just throwing that out <laughs> they there. They sound like they were going, oi, dickhead. Dickhead, dickhead turn left. <laughs> late night. <laughs> nightmare, late night. Coming just, soon. All these... These out of work actors who are obviously like yeah. really good theatre yeah. actors. Really. I guess it beats doing you know like medieval uh, banquet. Yeah, you know in, in London. Yeah, Renaissance fairs and all that. Yeah. Also. So let's talk a bit about Treyguard um, and his friends. So he had he was a Saxon knight and he was on his own until series four when Pickle the Elf, the Elf played by David Lerner, who was also Marvin the Paranoid Android. In Hitchhikers, yeah, yeah. the TV show. So he played oh, nice. Pickle the Elf. Oh, lambs to the slaughter, master. I mean, big enough, I grant you, and strong enough. Pickle, I do wish you wouldn't discuss our guests as if they hadn't yet arrived. Pardon. Your name, please. Ben Waite. Welcome, Ben. 
ignore the elf. He takes these defeats personally, you understand. And then he had a few other characters. He had uh, Majida, an Arabian princess and genie. But she originally claimed that her name was Daughter of the Setting Moon, whose eyes are like daggers in the hearts of men who ride the great caravan of the Sultan. Right, but they shortened that to Majida, because yeah, it's yeah, quicker, in it? Exactly, easier to yeah. roll us off the tongue. Well, if, if you're quite certain... Of course I am quite certain. Enter, stranger! A fresh start with a fresh face, so let's have a fresh name to go with it. Alex. Alex. Yeah. Ah, now you need three friends, perhaps, for eyes and ears. Uh, thank you, miss. And I'll also thank you to remember that certain duties in this saga are the prerequisites of a dungeon master. What is this prerequisite? Something you haven't earned yet. Forgive her, Alex. This is Majida, my new uh, accomplice. She's from eastern parts, we gather, and not over-familiar with our ways yet. And uh, Tregar's catchphrase became, ooh, nasty. <laughs> so pretty much every death right. was followed by that. Yeah. A little camp flourish from him. But it was hugely popular. I know that TV ratings now are totally different yeah, ball game skewed, to what yeah. it was there. But he got four to five million viewers per episode. Yeah. For a children's TV show, any time, that's massive. Right? Yeah. And sadly, despite the fact that it was always popular, CITV, apparently they were concerned about like the average age of the audience. It was getting a bit younger and they wanted... you think that's a good thing, though, right? What, what that CITV's audience was getting younger? Yeah. Surely that was, surely that's well, but thing. maybe it's like, you know, the Nightmare attracted a slightly older audience. As I imagine it probably would, given the fact that yeah. we're pushing 30 and fascinated <laughs> yeah. by it. Whereas, you know, little kids maybe weren't getting yeah. into it. But after his eighth series, it was kind of rested. Uh, creator Tim Child kind of... He wanted it to remain cutting edge, mm. and he wanted he wasn't quite ready what he wanted to do. Like this, the effects right. and everything wasn't yeah. quite there yet. I mean, eight series isn't bad. I know, but it came back in two thousand four. It was like a thirteen minute internet pilot called Nightmare VR, mm. and it used sort of avatar technology and three D stuff. And Hugo Mike was back. Nice, but it was all a bit. It was all computer generated and. They kind of they got rid of the helmet of justice. Well, well that's key. And because they they wore this like the VR helmet thing, mm. but they could see everything. Ah, oh, that's not as much fun. And is it's it? not as much fun. No. And so in the end, it was all axed and everything. But uh, 2013 mm. came back as a one-off special. I remember this on YouTube's Geek Week with Tim Child and Hugo Wyatt. They were back with Izzy Sati and yeah. Jesse Cave. But it was it was the four contestants were YouTubers, mm. just irks, and two of them were the, the ones from Radio One. I can't remember what they're called. <sighs> Dan. And, Whatever. Um, it shows how old we are. We're like, yeah. don't know what YouTubers are. YouTubers. Um, but they, I, I felt like they were, were watching a little bit back. I mean, mm. They seemed to enjoy it, but they all seemed clearly too young to kind of remember it at the time. Well, the average age of a YouTuber is about 12. Exactly. Don't so know I, I don't think they is. would have known what it was. Or, no. Know, it would have been better to either have actual kids mm. now, or like us who loved it at the or time. Or bring back people who played it at the time. Or that. Exactly. And they get a second chance. <laughs> Put a new twist on things, I must say. And who the hobgoblins are you? I am called by Veruca. Really? Parents can be so cruel. Well, I shall call you Daisy. But I'm not a cow. No, with a name like yours, you can't be too choosy either. And who? Who are these persons? I'm not sure, but I think they're here for a quest. A quest, eh? Goodness, we haven't had one of those since the... The Age of the Dragons. Well, let's not disappoint them. Then they also did a theatrical version at the Fringe 
um, that year and it got really good reviews. When you said theatrical version, my brain went to like <laughs> like a uh, cinema. You know, like, yeah, a, yeah. like a theatrical release. Nightmare, Nightmare the movie. <laughs> Starring Hugo Myatt. Um, uh, yeah, it got good reviews. And then last year they had a big convention which was uh, created via crowdfunding. Um, and you were able to like play a version of the game. You met the cast and crew. And it was like a big, big event. So it's all very popular still. Yeah. There's still, there's still demand out there for it. Would you play it now? So if you were playing it now, would you rather be the Dungeoneer or his mates? Well, I'd, like I said, you could pretty much replicate being the little lucky bastard he gets to go in. <laughs> yeah. Because he literally just got like, you just blindfold yourself and your mates just go, Oi, walk into that wall there, chum. <laughs> like, that doesn't really work. I'd much rather be one of the guys, because it's, it's essentially a, a, a game show crossed with a video game, right? yeah. the experience of playing a video game. And the fun of playing a video game is playing it. Yeah. There's nothing more boring than watching True. someone else play a video game. So you'd want to be the guy who's in control. Yeah. His mates are the ones in control. They get to hang out with Hugo Meyer and stuff. Like, yeah. Who's that guy? He's just in some room somewhere yeah. in front of a blue screen, but you yeah. can't even see the blue screen. No, I, no, I'd definitely be one of the players. But do you think it would work now? I think you could... Well, I, don't, well, I don't know what kids like now. I don't know. But... Do you know what? I th- if you just take the format, yeah. I think you could make something like that work. I think there's a real lack of fun kids game shows you know that are a little bit spooky and a little bit fun that's fine and you could update it with contemporary effects and all that sort of thing where would it go that's the trouble yeah. now because night not only is nightmare not on CITV doesn't exist exactly, anymore yeah. like it doesn't exist there's like i'm just going to go just going on a little rant but like <laughs> kids tv is is like has just been like ridiculously well, diminished like, in this country it's, like, it's not actually on the main channels is it it's on there are no yeah. there's no cbbc there's yeah. no citv there's a cbbc channel yeah um but uh, yeah, I mean, and, and like budgets for kids' TV are basically non existent. Yeah. Um, not to get too boring, but there was like a tax break of a couple of years yeah, ago yeah. Um, to do with something to do with kids' TV, and, and people hoped it might give it a boost. But uh, yeah, I just don't know where something like Nightmare would go. The obvious answer, I guess, would be online. Yeah. And maybe, maybe something like this could work online. But the other way it could go, they could do what they've done with Countdown and do like an adult comedy version. Because oh, that's the way it would. Because if you think about it, the audience of, of Nightmare, yeah. I love it, are. Yeah our age or older yeah. and so do like a 8 o'clock 9 o'clock version on Channel 4 with Jimmy Carr well this is the thing as long as it's not Jimmy Carr going oh nasty ha, ha, yeah. ha, ha, no, bring, ha. Back, bring back Hugo Meyer bring um, back Meyer and Izzy Sutty who's like yeah, you know yeah. um, geeky but kind of cool and has got yeah. a bit of cred it's not just like oh here's Josh Widdicombe playing <laughs> Nightmare been, yeah. oh no I'm not up for that but I, th- I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if it happened let's put it that way mm. But um, there were other kids' game shows and other just game shows in general, mm. which are sort of similar. Do you remember Raven? Raven was, I think, like a little bit after my yeah. after my time. It was, it was a little later. BBC. So I remember it being looking quite good. Trying to, well, I suppose it was a good eight years after. Yeah, it was. Finished, so they were allowed to try it. Two thousand two, two thousand and ten. So like it was yeah. ten series in, in in all apparently. But I was looking it up and I was going to discuss it, but it's just too complicated. <laughs> my brain just really hurt. It sounds even more like Game of Thrones. If you want to know more about Raven, look up on Wikipedia. There's yeah. so much stuff on there. What was the um, basic premise? Um, again, it was like groups of um, five or six kids mm. in some sort of adventure game. But it was more um, technical, I think. More, much more adventurous. Not relying on too much um, virtual reality and stuff like that. But obviously the same kind of uh, audience mm. that they were trying to replicate from Nightmare. This, Warriors, is Tree Rock. Place both sheer and deep. You must traverse this rock and grasp at least one gold ring you will find along the way. But one slip will take you into these murky waters and cost you a precious life, as would awakening the dormant demon 
We will claim you in an instant. There are a further three gold rings suspended from the mighty tree. And there is only one way to claim these. And that is to take flight. Sarjed, as our leader, you will face this challenge first. And obviously you had um, the adventure game in the 80s. Mm -hmm. You had uh, Gamers Master, mm -hmm. sort of yeah. similar in its own way. Crystal Maze. Of course, yeah. Fort Boyard. <laughs> Fort Boyard. Yeah. Do you remember this thing which I've, I've always linked it in my brain with Nightmare, possibly, because I've just found out it's called Nightmare in some countries. Atmosphere. Nope. Which was, but fear is about F-E-A-R, atmosphere. <laughs> and atmosphere, it wasn't a TV show. Yeah. It was, I've always linked them together in my brain. And it's like, a, turns out it originated from Australia. And it was like a board game, but with a VHS component. Nice. And it was like a horror game. And so you would play it, um, and then uh, you, but you would put in a VHS, and it would it would time each round. And there was someone called, I think again he was called like the gatekeeper or something. <laughs> are, you, are you the gatekeeper? And um, and he would guide you guide you through. Yeah, I found like a little clip of that. Awesome. Look at this. So. You want to play the game. My game. By my rules. I am the gatekeeper. I rule this game. And you, you will obey my rules. <laughs> but I just, I'm. We used to, me and my brother and my uh, my cousins used to play that. Yeah. And uh, we would turn off all the lights in uh, our cousin's living room and put the tape on. And it actually used to shit me up a little bit. It used to scare me because it would it would go quiet and then that music, and then that terrifying well, kids face love would being come up. Scared, don't they? We've talked about this before. Yeah. Kids love being scared. You know, <laughs> we love scaring kids. No, kids love um, you know fun scares. Not, yeah. not nothing that's horrifying or that will scar yeah. children, but stuff like. Doctor Who and yeah. that, you know, they love to be a little bit shook up. It's just fun, isn't it? Do you remember The Incredible Games? No. What even is that? It's it was a, uh, I think it was CBBC, might have seen it on TV, but it was it was it was a kids game show and it had David Walliams who played uh, the lift right. character. Oh, I remember you showed me a clip I think of I've this, shown before. You this before. But there, it wasn't really like Nightmare, but there was one game in it yeah. called The Dark Knight. Right. Before The Dark Knight was a thing. But nothing to do with Batman. Yeah. And. It was like a again like a board game type thing where yeah. it was like three of you and yeah. you had to you were in different bits of the board and there was a big Darth Vader at the other end yeah and it would he would go move then you had to move you had to decide do I want to go left yeah. right forward yeah. you can't go back you have to go forward or right. left and right and then he would go but he can't see you so you're trying to like get to the other end without him but when when he got to you he yeah. just killed you terrifying terrifying Mary Whitehouse would be right yeah, on it right on the incredible games yeah. what you must do is make your way from one side of this giant chessboard to the other without the dark knight getting his evil hands on you right there's 20 credits for each one of you that gets across so get out there now go on go 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 they're heading for those three green exits on the far side of the grid so hurry Kate John, are you ready? Yeah. Then let's begin. The dark night there, watering them to make their first. Yeah, in the first series, the lift was played by David Walliams. Yeah. Bizarre, it was on BBC One, 1994 to 1995. So only one series then, I think, no, two series of 24 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. So, what's your general feeling on Nightmare Now? Would you? Well, it's, it's a weird one because normally we say, would you go back and watch it? Yeah, and like, yeah, it's no. not the sort of thing you can't you'd get go, a DVD I'm box. Not, yeah, I'm not going to watch that on Netflix. Yeah. But it does. I'm I'm definitely intrigued to look into it some more. I, yeah. I do feel like it's a a gaping hole in my knowledge that needs to be filled. It's it's a very much loved uh, series. Yeah. If you speak to anyone who's seen it. Yeah. Well, it. my brother was always a big fan. I think possibly because he was more into the sort of role playing, the D and D, and that kind of thing than I yeah. was. So. So that's about it. Um, remember, you can download or subscribe to uh, our series on iTunes. You can download them all uh, from our website, 2 geeks 2 beerswordpresscom And we're also now on Facebook and Twitter. Um, it's both, both of those are 2GeeksCast. Now slowly uploading all the videos, or all the podcasts we've done on YouTube mm. as videos with clips from... It's more much more of a sort of... Uh, not interactive. It's an audio-visual experience, that's Tom. A, that's it. That's yeah. A good and, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Terror Hawks and Thundercats are up there already. Yeah. Um, by the time this comes out, possibly we'll have yeah. some more up there. So make sure you subscribe on that as well. And next time... Next, uh, next time, uh, episode 10, bit of a landmark, yeah. uh, I'm taking the reins again, and we'll be talking about uh, Superman, but more specifically, <laughs> a little favourite of mine, yeah. which it gets a lot of flack, and it's not fair, and I'm basically doing in defence of... Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, the yes. 90s series, the much-loved by me. Uh, the <laughs> 90, mean, I love it. 90s series, we'll be yeah. digging into that next time. Cool, so we'll see you then. Cheers. Cheers, bye-bye. Once more, you can stop gloating and ask yourselves, if it were me, how in the underworld would I get out of this one?